Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. I hope you got some rest after last night's uh, incredible game between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Florida Gators. Thank you very much for joining me today. I got the call online open. I'll take a couple more calls, um, you know, from last night's post-game call-in show. I had to um, go to bed eventually. We're SEC after dark. Uh, in just a few minutes, uh, well, uh, the show is scheduled at 11, the playoff selection show. We're going to find out who's number one, two, three, and four, who's going to be playing in the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Um, and it might not work out like we have the graphic on the screen. So, you know, kind of bear with us because the, the number one team, which will be Alabama, will get to dictate uh, where they play the number four team. So uh, we'll kind of adjust the graphic accordingly um, when the playoffs are announced here at uh at 11 a.m. And I'm sure, you know, it might go a little past 11 a.m. because um, they're going to announce the team. So um, I want to take your calls this morning. I'm going to talk about last night's game a little bit more in depth now that we've had a couple hours to digest what we watched between Alabama and uh, Florida. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. And I got up and um, so the playoff show will, will start here at 11 and, and that's going to be on ESPN. Um, and I put together this graphic because I thought, you know, what an incredible night. Um, we're going to talk about a variety of things this morning, but let's just kind of look at these stats from this trio. I mean, it, it was it was remarkable, right? Tons of points, tons of production, and, and we knew it was going to happen. Um, what's up, Jackie? Good morning. <laughs> or, I mean, it, it, good morning for you. I mean, if you've been up, you know, I, I uh, got to bed late, and here we are again talking Alabama Crimson Tide football. You can't, I mean, this is this is what we, uh, this is the grind time. So playoff show will start at uh, 11, and we'll have Mick Gillespie as well. Look at the production overall. Call online is at the bottom of the screen if you want to call in and uh, chat this morning. Um, you look at the overall production against Florida, and this is why I feel that this team, um, you know, wins the national championship game. Now, I know things are going to change because of Landon Dickerson. He, he's, I mean, losing him is going to be very tough to overcome uh, for anybody. I mean, he's just the heart and soul. You saw when everybody came onto the field, I thought that was a very emotional part of the game. And I think that's a, a sign of respect for Landon Dickerson about the type of leader he is um, on and off the field. And um, we don't know the the complete update on Landon Dickerson, but from you know listening to Saban, I uh, said it's very serious. So I would assume that um, it's going to be a season. Uh, he he won't be with Alabama for the remainder of the season. I I mean I, I just kind of read him between the lines. Now that's not official, but I think very serious doesn't mean you're going to come back for the playoffs or for the title game. So let's just uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Highlighting these three individuals: uh, Devontae Smith, 15 receptions. Uh, 184 yards with two touchdowns. I mean, it, it was, um, I was talking with my father this morning, kind of recapping the game. And, um, you know, I was recapping with, with, with my mom and dad. They love watching Alabama, right? How could you not? And it's like the, the type of catches that Devontae Smith hauls in, right? It, it almost seems like so many times the ball is almost overthrown. Um, there's, there's a couple of times and he has this incredible ability to go up and extend to catch the football. It's just a really, um, incredible feat that Devontae Smith, um, compiled. I mean, 15 receptions, 184 yards with two touchdowns. Uh, Mac Jones was just incredible on the evening. Uh, 33 of 43, 418 yards with five touchdowns. I, I talked about kind of the storylines going into this game would be that Mac Jones would have to outduel uh, Kyle Trask. And I think he did that. Now, look, Kyle Trask got his numbers as well. Um, and, and I think, you know, when you look at this game, you see all the points. I mean, they, the two teams almost combined for 100 points in the total in the entire game. These offenses were electric. I mean, this is the day of offense, right? We're at, at this time frame um, in college football where, um, you know, it's all about this offensive production. And Florida's wide receivers were very dynamic. I'm going to show some of their stats here in a second. Uh, Najee Harris, though. I, I think overall, when you look at big-time players step up in big-time games, this guy did that. I mean, putting the team on his back, 248 total yards with five touchdowns. It was a remarkable performance. I think when you go back, you know, over the, the next few years, when you go back, when you go forward 10 years, I think you're going to be uh, going back to Najee Harris and what he did in this game. And, you know, from his ability to catch the football, we've all known he can do that. He talked about that in his postgame press conference. Um, but just, you know, the, I mean, 31 carries. He just, I mean, it was um, it was really spectacular to see. And he's been doing this all season. Look, I mean, the guy had 22 touchdowns coming in. Um, now is what, 27 touchdowns overall on the season. But the guy's been doing it, you know, this entire season. And, and I'm really happy for him because we all saw the grind that all these guys put in. But Najee Harris came into the season with the campaign. And Najee Harris was asked about uh, the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, who should win between Mac Jones, Devonta Smith. He's like, I don't care about any of that. You know, these guys are focused on the the main objective, which is to win a national championship. I love it. It was uh, good stuff. 
call in line at the bottom of your screen. Uh, thank you for joining me, Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. Um, the playoff show will be at 11 a.m. Just kind of recapping the game. You can call in um, and we'll have Mick Gillespie with us here in a few minutes. Uh, appreciate you guys hitting the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Uh, Super Chats, definitely appreciate it as well. So um, let's kind of dive into uh, these stats, the statistical uh, performance uh, by each of these teams. I mean, there's so much production on both sides of the ball. Uh, if you guys have uh, any questions, you guys can post those as well, and we can kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, and, and by the way, I told you guys last night that whoever did the stats, because this, this is from Stat Broadcast, they they rearranged the logo. So as you can see, it has the Florida Gator by Mac Jones. I didn't create the stats. Look, I just talked about the stats, and these are the stats that we have. So before you know you, you complain or, or you know think that's an error on my part you know look things go wrong but this is weird because you see the florida gator uh logo next to mac jones right we already talked about mac jones and the production that he had Najee harris uh 31 carries 178 yards with two touchdowns 5.7 average overall he was a beast right you couldn't take him down uh brian robinson did a fantastic job um it, I, I mean in, in the carries that he had i thought he ran hard there was a time where did you see brian robinson he's I got a face mask call. There was some strange calls um, overall in this particular game. A lot of fumbles, right? You saw the fumbles that weren't called fumbles. That was a, it was a, I, everyone was yelling. I was yelling. I was questioning the calls as well. Devontae Smith. I mean, look at, look at the stats that he put up against Florida. It's, it's crazy to step back and look at this offensive production. Devontae Smith, 15 receptions, 184 yards with two touchdowns. It was crazy, right? Um, and then Najee Harris, the you know the leading receiver uh, after uh, Devontae with five receptions for 67 yards. John Mechie, four receptions, 62 yards. We'll take our uh, first caller in just a second. Um, as I kind of uh, zoom in on, on the statistical performance of the Florida Gators, and I know, the look, the logos are, are wrong. So I just want to make sure you guys, that I didn't put together the graphics, all right? Kyle Trask, 26 of 40, 408 yards passing. You knew the guy was going to get numbers. Look at all these wide receivers. I mean, Nick Saban talked about the receivers um, as well. I mean, these guys were, you know, they were a problem. Kadarius Toney, eight receptions, 153 yards. Kyle Pitts, he kind of heated up towards the later part of the game. Seven receptions, 129 yards. And then Grimes with uh, four receptions for 78 yards. These guys, look. I get it. Everybody knows that it's going to be Alabama and Clemson. Um, those those are the two teams, right? I think when you kind of uh, zoom back and you look at, you know, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be um, Clemson and Tottenham? I would definitely say yes. And, and the thing that is different, in my opinion, between Clemson and Florida, their wide receivers, is the fact that um, Florida's wide receivers, I, I, in my opinion, more fast twitch, more dynamic. Now, that's not taking away anything from Clemson's wide receivers. I, I just think that Florida's um, wide receivers are very, 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 very dangerous. Matchup problems all over the field, especially Kyle Pitts. Um, let's take our first caller uh, this morning. Playoff show will start here at 11. We're going to have Mick Gillespie jump on as well. We'll knock at the playoffs, and then we'll get going right here on Bama Insider. Hey, good morning. You're on the line. Who am on the line with and Where are you calling in from? Jeff Stapleton from Alabama. Roll Tide. Hey, Jeff, man, you you called it a long time ago, man. You said that Florida's defense couldn't stop Alabama, and it was almost Alabama's defense that couldn't stop Florida. <laughs> yeah, that we had some problems. I admit that. Uh, but they came in clutch when we needed them to, so that's all that counts. I mean, we could be talking about this from a different way right now. You know what, uh, Jeff? When I kind of when I when I look back at this game, you know what I felt was a was a really interesting point that I want to point out before I forget to talk about it. It was in the later part of the game. There was like 16 seconds left, 20 seconds in the game. Alabama. Um, cool. it, it's when they punted the football. Charlie Scott with that punt, honestly, probably saved the game for the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, that was an incredible punt. I'll, he, I'll look it did. up. That that was incredible, right? Did you 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 got that right? Oh yeah. That was a really good one. I mean, he, he pinned it back in with the uh, the six, four, five yard line. And then I mean, after that, but they, they, they sacked trash. That helped too. So, you know, I mean, it was a really good game. I'm not, I'm not taking nothing away from Florida. I'm really not, but I knew we were going to win. I mean, yeah. I think it would be this darn close, but Hey, wins a win, baby. That's all I got to say. And yeah. we're going to the national championship and they're going to play for a bowl game. So, 
What do you think about um, no. uh, who's your, who's your top four, Jeff? When we uh, the playoff show, by the way, start here at uh, eleven a.m. But who's your top four? Is it going to be? Uh, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I don't think Notre Dame deserves a seat at this playoff table after their performance yesterday. Do you put Texas A and M in there? Uh, what are you thinking for your top four? I'm thinking Alabama, of course. Of course, Clemson's in. I, I don't. Uh, Notre Dame, no, they got beat by 24 points, and what they were saying about the quarterback matters and 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 that game, it really did because Golden Boy showed up. I mean, he showed up and and, and played a good game. Don't get me wrong, but they got problems with their defense too, and uh, that's going to show up in a big game. Because I mean, look at Alabama's offense scored over 50 points again. I mean. Who can stop us? I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I know we need some work on our defense. I understand that. But Alabama is in control of their own own destiny. They've been in control of their own destiny since the season started. Sure, sure. Hey, uh, Jeff, let me ask you this, man. In the beginning of the, in the, beginning of the game, um, John Mechie delivered one of the most crushing blows of the entire football season. What were your thoughts when uh, Mechie laid the wood? I mean, I, I, I couldn't stop talking about it last <laughs> night. I mean, it was just – it was unbelievable. Oh, man, when he hit that dude, oh, man, when he hit that guy, I was like, yeah, Mechie, play that defense, baby. If you look at it, Alabama's players been playing defense all year long. I mean, look, look Smith, Harris, uh, uh, Mechie. Um, uh, you got Billingsley in there trying to <laughs> throw a little defense in there too. They've been playing defense all year long. I mean, that's, that's all they've been doing. They've been playing both ways all year long. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was definitely a, um, a bone jarring kit that, you know, I, uh, well, I, I mean, we couldn't stop watching. <laughs> I mean, it broke the internet. Uh, Jeff, give me a final thought, man, before we uh, head to our next caller. Uh, like I said, a win to win. We got the win. Uh, Alabama's going to the, uh, to the playoffs. Uh, I hope we get Ohio State first and then Clemson get our revenge. That's all I want. Uh, Alabama's on a, on a championship run. I've said it all year long. Uh, a little hiccup with the defense don't matter. Nick Saban's got a month to fix that. And you know what Nick Saban can do with a month. And everybody else does too. And if you ask me, Florida is the best thing we played all year. I know I said what I said. Florida is a really good team. I don't see anybody else giving Alabama fits like that in the national championship or the first round of the playoffs. Yo. And that's my bottom line. Roll Tide. All right. Take it easy, Jeff. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, leading off the show. Uh, Jeff from uh, Selma, Alabama, um, one of our great callers right here on BamaInsider.com. Hey, the playoff show um, will start uh, here at 11 a.m. We'll have Mick Gillespie um, as well, and uh, we'll kind of, you know, we'll, we'll break down the college football playoff bracket. And, uh, you know, I'm going to jump to our next caller uh, right now. We'll go uh, three, two, one. Hey, good morning. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? Oh, this is Rock Holmes from Dallas. Hey, what's up, man? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your first name. Rock. What's up, Rock? How you doing, man? From Dallas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Well, I'm from Mississippi, but I'm in Dallas now. So, yeah, I got to shout out Mississippi. <laughs> All right, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rock. Um, man, great game yesterday. Uh, this is actually my second time getting on the line with you, so I just want to, you know, see what's up to you, see how you're doing, and I appreciate the show and everything you guys do. But uh, great game, man. Um, I'm really not that down on our defensive performance. I, I've already watched the game twice, right? And I'm looking at it, and Florida did attack the D pretty well, but they attacked our young guys. And uh, we were in position a lot of the times. We just just have to make the plays. And um, I can see the growth in that defense already. So I'm not back on the fire Pete Golden train. I've seen a lot of that on the Internet last night. But um, I was impressed. I was impressed with Florida. And I was really impressed in the way that uh, the defense was able to hold tight. And uh, you're not stopping that offense. So I agree with the last caller. I really don't see nobody going forward. We're going to slow them down. But at the same time, uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by what I saw last night to where I'm like, okay, let's focus in and let's, you know, just tighten, tighten up, tighten up the loose screws. That's it. On the line with uh, Rock from Dallas, and we are joined by uh, Mick Gillespie, who's just piped in. Mick, what's up, man? Good morning. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? I, I'm saying I'm saying good morning because um, I mean I I you know it was a long night for me last night, and um, you know feeling good this morning though. I'm blessed, uh, you know, on this Sunday college football playoffs uh, show will start at 11 a.m. I have no no idea how quickly they'll spit out the bracket, and then we'll kind of go over it. We'll take some calls, kind of leading up to the show on the line with Rock from Dallas. Um, you know, Mick, and I'll put this back to you, and then we'll go back to Rock. Hey, you know, when we look at this Alabama defense, um, they allowed, you know, a ton of points, a ton of yards. We knew that Kyle Trask was going to get his. Um, Nick Saban was talking uh, to Pete Golding, you know, uh, and, and we can't see what they were saying. They were, he was pretty animated. Rock is saying that um, he's not on that fire Pete Golding train. I, I know that, you know, it's been out there on the Internet. Um, I mean, kind of what's your take, Mick? And then we'll go back to Rock. But, uh, Mick, you, when you step back and look at this Alabama defense, are are all the fingers, should they be pointed uh, solely at P. Golding? No, I don't think so. I mean, look, I, I don't know enough about the X's and O's of the game to uh, to try to break down exactly why Florida looked good and Ole Miss looked good as well, um, other than – like Nick Saban said, you know, it's it. He knew it was going to be a matchup issue. Kyle Pitts just declared for the NFL draft. If I was a team that needed a tight end in the NFL, I'd be elated to get this guy. Mm-hmm. Elated. I mean, th- he's a beast. This guy's the, one of the best players in college football. And guess what? The rest of the way, Alabama's going to go up against the best. Guys, this is what college football is now. It's a track meet. You know, they they've turned it into a track meet and. Uh, you get into these kind of games. Florida, what fum- had three fumbles that they didn't call. I mean, like they they got a lot of breaks. Now they shot themselves in the foot too. They're a very undisciplined team. And I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this later. If if they were disciplined, and I mean, look, they 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 lost a game because a guy threw a shoe. You know, so it doesn't surprise me that they would just do dumb stuff, you know, like call a timeout at the end of the game on a two-point conversion, you know, that one that could could have possibly given you enough time to come down and tie the game, you know. There were like five or six plays in the first half where you're watching and you're going, okay, yeah, there's a mistake there, a mistake there. Uh, Obviously, the the Menchie hit was the shot heard around the college football world after uh, Max interception, but – I, I don't know. Like, could you upgrade in that position? Possibly. The problem is, is that if you go out and get someone and you put Charlie Strong in that position, you're sitting in the same spot you are right now with Sarkeesian, where, you know, he's rumored for every open job in college football, you know, and, you know, you want to find someone who will be as loyal as Kirby Smart was while he was Alabama's defensive coordinator. You know, like he, there, the job that he got was the one he wanted and he earned it, um, you know, Forget about him being the Georgia coach. And I can remember having a conversation with a former Alabama player who, you know, at the time was kind of telling me this and that about Kirby. And I said, let me tell you something. Kirby's Georgia's coach. He's not Alabama's coach anymore. He's going to do anything he can to screw over Alabama to win a football game now. And that guy came back to me later. He's like, you know, you're you're right, man. You know, and I am right. But when he was Alabama's defensive coordinator, uh, he did a great job, and he was really loyal. Saban got him when he was young and helped coach him up. Uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, after how well this defense played all year, you know, on the fire Pete Golding bandwagon, I, I think that Nick Saban has the instincts when it comes to who's on his personnel and who's not. And I, I just have always said this, I'm going back to my days on radio in Tuscaloosa, if it's good enough for Nick, it's good enough for Mick, and I feel like that with with Golding. Now, Saban and Alabama have the luxury too to uh, to employ guys like Charlie Strong as analysts that can help out in those areas and maybe mentor him, you know, or maybe jump in if you need him. But you know, like I said, you you put Charlie Strong in there, you have a great year on defense, you get to the playoff, and guess what? Now all of a sudden your coordinators are interviewing for jobs, which means they're not preparing for the next game. And I don't know that it could get you beat by Notre Dame. But it can sure get you beat by Clemson, like Alabama found out with Lane Kiffin. Hey, let's go back to Rock. Hey, Rock, uh, give us a final thought, man, as we start uh, the playoff show here. What, what is uh, your what's your take? Who's your top four, man? Go ahead. 
Um, I would like to see, of course, Bama's at one, Clemson's two. Um, I would like to see A and M get in there. I don't know where they'll go, but I'm not sold on Ohio State. Um, I, I haven't seen enough in six games, like pass the eye test. They keep saying they don't pass the eye test to me. Not in the six games in the, in the schedule that they play. Uh, the two of their best wins are like, I think Texas A&M would, would, would sweep the floor with Ohio State's two best wins. So I would like to see A&M get in there. And, um, yeah, I don't know who you'll put in the last spot. <laughs> hey, the, uh, la- the last spot needs to be a bye for Alabama, all right? That, that's what the last spot is. It's a, it's a one – uh, verse four, because if if it's Notre Dame or if it's Texas A and M, um, hey Rock, we're we're gonna move on, man. But thank you so much for calling, man. We appreciate it. Okay, thank you very much for calling in. Please call in again too. next yes, time, anytime. You're you're welcomed anytime, man. Be blessed, Rock, and we'll catch up with you soon, man. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. All right, man. You too. Um, all right, that was Rock um, from uh, Dallas. Uh, by the way, the the Rose Bowl. I told you. I, I I'm telling you, news before news. I told you there was no way that the Rose Bowl would be played in California. Remember I said that? Go back yeah. to the tapes. When did I say that? Like a month ago, two months ago, three months ago? Um, the, the Rose Bowl will be played in Dallas, okay? Um, so that's uh, that's where the Rose Bowl will be. And then the Sugar Bowl is going to be, of course, in New Orleans in front of uh, 3,000 fans from each you know team. So, yeah, Gelato, uh, gelato I, I, I said that a long time ago. I appreciate you guys being here right here on uh, Bama Insider. Uh, the playoffs should be revealed uh, this morning at some point. Um, Mick Gillespie and I right here to kind of break it all down, kind of provide a little bit of context uh, about this game. We'll turn on the call online, um, you know, maybe after and take a couple calls as well. Uh, Mick, uh, when you uh, when you look at the field of four, it's clearly uh, Alabama Clemson. We, we already know that. Uh, the, right. the, the biggest thing that people are talking about today is who's number four. You saw Jimbo Fisher uh, going a rant saying that, you know, they lost to the greatest team in college football history, that they deserve a seat. Um, you have, uh, I know you've talked about Cincinnati before. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like that. Uh, but I mean, I guess they are undefeated. And then you have uh, Notre Dame who they do have a quality win by beating Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was in, in there. But then we all saw them play yesterday and they were uh, a complete disappointment. Um, what's your take on that, um, you know, that last seat at the playoff table? Yeah, first off, I've never been in favor of a playoff. I like the BCS system. And here's another year where you would have had Alabama versus Clemson, which by far is the matchup that we're going to see and we should see. And those teams uh, would, you know, are, are far above and beyond better than the, the rest of the competition. Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, you know, is as good – as any team in the country, including Alabama. So it's going to be uh, a war when these teams get together. Um, I mean, it's just crazy thinking about the situation right now for that four spot. And, and I'm, I'm so tired of like the, the controversy. It used to be the controversy was for number two. Now you're, you're talking about the controversy for number four, and it's the biggest drop down that I can remember since they've done the college football playoff. Are you going to let in Notre Dame, who got boat raced last night by Clemson and has proven that they don't belong in the college football playoff? Are you going to let Texas A&M in, a team that just always seems to struggle but has found a way to win against some teams that aren't that great and got blown out in the second half against Alabama? Right. So whoever gets in there, what you know, it's going to be Notre Dame because of the people involved. And, you know, this Notre Dame lure that we're still kind of living on from like 1960. Um, I, I mean, if Notre Dame played Texas A&M, who would win? Texas A&M. Right. I mean, I don't even think it would be. I think Texas A&M would probably win by, I don't know, eight points or something. Who would be favored in that game? Texas A&M. So at the end of the day, uh, I think Jimbo Fisher has a point. Ohio State is is basically highway robbing their way into this. Six games they've played. It's not their fault. I know that um, that that they wanted to play football. They're in a conference who uh, was, in my opinion, just you know a little bit too cautious and um, and then jumped back in late. And they're they're stealing spots from teams that played an entire season. So I, I could I'd feel better about a playoff that had Texas A and M and Notre Dame in. 
and Ohio State out just based on the fact that Ohio State has beat two ranked teams. They haven't looked great in both of those wins, and they've only played six games. But, I mean, as, as far as this this committee and what's going to come here in a second, it's going to be Alabama, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. You know Notre what, you, you know what, Mick? Look, I, I, I agree with some of your points right here. And I think, look, what does the playoffs represent? Okay, let's step back. What do the playoffs represent? The top four teams in college football, right? Period. The top four teams, okay? Let me just ask you, is Alabama one of the top four teams? Yep. Is Clemson? Yes. Is uh, Ohio State? I don't, I don't know. know. Right? Number four is Notre Dame. We don't know. Is Texas no. Maybe. I don't know, right? Let me ask you this. Is Florida one of the top four teams in college football? Florida Florida has just been – Florida's problem is they're just undisciplined. If, so, if the so, guy doesn't – are, are they a top four team? I think they could be. If the guy doesn't – if they would have prepared, if they would have played Kyle, Kyle Pitts against, uh, against LSU, if they would have prepared better for LSU instead of overlooking them for Alabama, they'd have won that game by 20 points, 25 points. You know, I know LSU's gotten better here lately, but Florida should be above and beyond them. They lost that game because the guy threw a shoe. You know, who does that? I mean, it's just like, that, that's just bad character, you know, and I'm not, kids make mistakes, but can you imagine a player on Alabama picking up a shoe and chucking it to the 50 yard line after like a third down stop? What would happen to him, Kyle? <laughs> can you, can, I mean, like, I, I would love to see that, like, I wouldn't want to see it, but at the same time, I'd love to see Nick Saban's reaction. That that's something that might have happened with Alabama when Nick Saban first got there, because Mike Shuler used to have these issues with discipline and on the field and off the field. But but look, you know, Florida's a really a damn good team. I mean, like really, they proved it last night, and I I, I had a feeling that they would. I thought they would cover the spread, and and they did. Um, I knew Alabama had some issues on defense. I saw the Ole Miss game. And, and I honestly, I was just sitting there trying to figure out like how you cover Kyle Pitts. You know, do you do you double team him? And then if you do that, then you got single coverage with the receivers. Kyle Trask is a, a really good quarterback. He proved it last night. Alabama's defense didn't lose the game, by the way, Kyle. I mean, we're talking about um, Pete Golding. I'm going to take up for Pete for a second. When Alabama needed to make plays, they did. And I'll tell you what I really liked was Alabama's defense just trying to yank the ball out all the time. The, the, the fumble, how about the fumble on the goal line? You're telling me that that's possession of the ball when it's like in your fingers rolling out to the side like this? I mean, come on, man. Like it, there, the, there, there were some things that happened in that game that really benefited Florida. Um, but, you know, look, I'm not going to say if Alabama won or lost that it's because of the officials. I just Florida, Florida cost themselves on one end, got some breaks, took advantage of those on the other. But um, Florida, are they a top, you know, a top four team? No. I mean, really, no. I mean, like, because they lost to LSU. You know, like, that. that's why. I mean, look, if they had two losses in, and after a performance like that last night, you know, like a kind of a, in wrestling terms, a – a get over performance, you know, like where you didn't win, but you showed that you can stay on the big stage. Like you get a lot of respect, but you got three losses. You're out. You know, um, I saw like this push for Iowa state. What a joke that was, you know, like all of a sudden you turn around and they're in sixth spot, you know? So there's obviously politics on this committee where they want to, you know, appease certain programs and leagues, um, Texas A&M is getting zero respect. They're not going to make it. So don't be surprised when they're playing in the, the first bowl game out, right? Um, and Notre Dame's going to be in based off the fact that they have really cool helmets, a great fight song, and, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan played Newt Rockney in a movie, you know, back in like the 40s, right? I mean, like this is, this is <laughs> to, to the people in charge, they, they, they go back to Lou Holtz, in that magical season with Rocket Ishmael, it, it, look, Notre Dame is going to get exactly what they got last night when they play Alabama. And if Texas A&M played Alabama, it'd probably be a better game.
That's that's the way I look at it. But is, should Cincinnati be in this conversation? Yes, uh, but the, they they kind of hurt themselves with the COVID. They're they're a you know if they wanted to sneak in here, they were going to need all those extra wins. You know, like they were going to have to have like because of their strength of schedule. You know, hey, look, but we got five more wins, or we got three more wins, or whatever it would have been. Right? They just had too many cancellations, and and if Cincinnati could have you know, avoided COVID, maybe one of those weeks played like BYU did where you just like, you know, two days out, you're just like, hey, look, we don't have a game. Let's just play. They could have earned a lot of that street cred that they would have needed to kind of jump over these programs that 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 just wasn't possible. So their strength of schedule is keeping them out. Coastal Carolina says they want Bama. I doubt they want Bama. Um you know, but it's the same thing. I mean, like it's hard to make an argument, even if you're undefeated when you haven't played games. And that's the the issue that all these teams are having this year with COVID. But, you know, congratulations to the players, uh, to the SEC. I'll tell you what, the SEC and the ACC, too, they showed you how to get this thing done in a year that's like none other. Um, I'm just so glad that we we've just played 11 games. Right. And the and the SEC had like, what, two game cancellations? Like, that's how you do it. The ACC had some issues. The SEC, I think uh, Greg Sankey, excellent job. You know, I'm not in the business of, uh, you know, congratulating commissioners. But I got to tell you, man, there was a time I didn't think we were going to have football at all. Uh, but I'm just Kyle. And I mean, like, I'm, I know I'm, you know, kind of filibustering here a little bit, but I, I'm not a fan of the college football playoff. I don't want eight teams in. I mean, we can't even find four teams that deserve to go mm-hmm. because you got Alabama and Clemson and you got everybody else. Now, I'm glad that we can. Um, obviously, I'm glad that we can will have two extra games. I mean, that's two extra sh- you know, shows for us. If Alabama wins the first one, it gets to the second one. It's a it, it's, you know, a couple more things, a weeks of things to talk about. But are we wasting our time with this first round? I think so. Ryan thinks it's uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas A&M. That's probably kind of what I'm leaning to right now. Um, You're talking about uh, the college football playoffs before the playoff bracket is revealed right here on Bama Insider. We'd appreciate a thumbs up, like, and subscribe. He's Mick Gillespie. My name is Kyle Henderson coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This is an Alabama football channel, but we're talking about um, kind of the, the playoffs and who should be number four. I think when you look at um, everything, you know, in a season total, um, who's going to be that fourth team? And I always think that where are you playing right now, right? It, it, kind of towards that back end of the season. You look at what Texas A&M did towards the later uh, part of the season. I mean, they, these guys only lost one game. And you look at Notre Dame and the way that they played um, yesterday against Clemson. Look, I knew that they were going to lose to Clemson all day long. I mean, did I expect a um, poor performance like that? No. I mean, they they didn't. I mean, they didn't look like a top four team to me. Um, I, I'm not one of these guys that feels ten, that feels Cincinnati should even get an opportunity. I just I don't I don't buy it. I mean, the game with Tulsa was kind of back and forth. Um, Ohio State, that's the team that I want to talk about next. Let me know your um, thoughts on Ohio State inside the comment box. Do you think this is a top four team um, right here on uh, ESPN? The bracket hasn't been revealed, obviously. As soon as they do, we'll update the graphic and then we'll talk about the matchups. Um, Ohio State yesterday, they were trailing Northwestern at halftime. Look, Northwestern has a salty defense. They've had a salty defense for years. Um, credit to the Wildcats for the season that they put together. Um, they don't really have an offense. Um, you know, Justin Fields and Ohio State, they were missing some guys. Ryan Day said that, you know, with their limited schedule, they've proved themselves. Uh, Mick, when we kind of look at Ohio State from a glance, you know, we, you've said it, you know, a bunch of times when, when you and I have talked. You don't feel that this team has the overall resume to make it, considering they only, you know, won six games or whatever. But who else is there? You know, I mean, these guys won a conference championship and, you know, the the ESPN folks, I mean, they, they've been pushing for Ohio State. And um, I, I mean, it, it seems like they're going to have a seat at the playoffs. And, it, and it's kind of interesting considering they only played, what, six games. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I'm not surprised, though, if it was Alabama that played six games. Tell me that the national media would be pushing for Alabama to get in. No. I mean, come on, Kyle. You know how it, it would be. Well, you know, Alabama hasn't played enough. Like the, the national media and, and, and college football, you know, they have all these people with a gripe against Alabama. Uh, and it gets tiresome after a while. 
Um, you know, like like last year it was their strength of schedule. How about well, I haven't heard one person say that about Ohio State. They're, you know what their two big wins are, Kyle? You want you want to know what they're hanging their hat on? You've heard that term before, hanging your hat, right? Let me guess. They're hanging their hat on wins against Indiana and Northwestern. <laughs> I know. Remember what Chris Farley used to say? Lottie freaking da, right? <laughs> Those aren't even like like so what? You're supposed to beat Northwestern. Yeah. Those guys actually go to class. I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, it's like they they they're getting in with those big wins against Indiana and Northwestern. Penn, uh, uh, Texas A&M has played a, a, a full schedule and they beat a good Florida team. I mean, really, I mean, like in a game like Alabama played against Florida last night. Um, and I think Florida's as exciting of a team to watch right now as anyone, just because they can play football and those guys, you know, they'll throw a shoe and, you know, uh, and um, the, last night, I mean, like, you know, they got that penalty right after the end right Dickerson. Hey, Mick, I'll be right back, buddy. Okay. Kyle's going to step away. I'll keep you guys company. Uh, but they get the injury to, uh, to Dickerson, which, by the way, was just heartbreaking because he's such a lovable guy, such a big part of Alabama's offense, maybe the best center in the country. I mean, just – Wow, that that hurt. And then they're over there. They get a 15-yard penalty, you know, or unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. I mean, it's like they're, they're just an undisciplined team, but they're good and they're fun to watch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, if you want to make a comment, I'm going to take a couple of your comments and just kind of um, – kind of like just chew on those a little bit. Willie D says, Bama, Clemson, A&M, Coastal. I, I'd have no problem with that. I mean, I, I love the uh, – Willie, I love it when teams say – they start saying that they want Bama, and it's like, you know, what would happen if, if they played Bama? Um, it, it would be ugly. And I feel like Coastal Carolina kind of ran into the same issues that Ohio State did and that, you know, like they don't have they, – they, they missed out on – games because of COVID that they could have played and you know they're they're back and um you know and and coming from a a conference that doesn't really have a strong strength of schedule they really needed those wins but you know I'm a fan of the program um here's one Notre Dame may have lost by 20 poor but at the same time you can't base an entire season off one game they did and that's and look that's the argument that that uh, Sebastian, that the committee's going to make when they put Notre Dame in, that you know, that they had a good season. I just didn't. The, the, watching that game yesterday, though, I didn't see. Did, did for did you watch the Alabama Texas A and M game? Texas A and M played a really good first half. They had one bad half in that game. Notre Dame was never on the field yesterday with Clemson. It just looked like they didn't belong there. They they looked like. Their receivers couldn't get open. Uh, I like I like Book a lot. I think he's a really good player, uh, but he didn't have anyone to throw to. Clemson's defense just looked smothering. Um, I, I just didn't feel like Notre Dame was was uh, you know was comparable. And 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 look, I, mean, I feel like they're going to get the same thing when they play Alabama. They're going to have. There's just going to be too many good athletes. Uh, at least with Texas A&M, they lost early in the season to Alabama in a game where the first half they, they were in it. And, um, and Alabama just, um, you know, pulled away. Here's Jonathan. He says, Bam, Bama fatigue. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that's, that's why Alabama has to always go out and have those signature wins, you know, like because of Bama fatigue. Where's the Ohio State fatigue? You know, like wh- why isn't the national media – coming down on Ohio State for playing six games. I mean, I'm not – yeah, here's here's one right here. Ohio State had the 71st strength of schedule and only played six games. They shouldn't be in. Thank you. No, Kyle, that's what I'm saying right there. You know, like, like look, I, I love when people talk big, you know, and they say they can do things. But at the same time, you have to go out there and do them, mm. Right. And, and I mean, the bottom line is this, is that you got to back it up. And that's what the schedule is all about. Did anyone see Florida losing to LSU? And what if the SEC would have said, hey, look, we're not playing this game 
just like the ACC did, because we want our teams to get ready for the college football playoff. We might be talking about Florida being in with two losses today. Maybe, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you can go, you know, that far. And uh, I appreciate you covering for me. Um, here waiting for the, the playoff rankings um, as they will be announced momentarily. You can watch that on ESPN. Talking about the top four teams. Um, obviously, it's going to be Alabama. It's going to be uh, Clemson. I thought the way that Clemson executed down the stretch, um, you know, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, let's face it, that, this guy, someone said on our website just recently, they were like, look, Trevor Lawrence hasn't beaten anybody like throughout his career. And I was like, hold on. He's lost one game. <laughs> I mean, I, and I was like, hold on. He gave Nick Saban, um, give him a pretty good beatdown out in Santa Clara. We're all, you know, we watched that game. It's 44 to 16. This guy um, has the tools. Everybody wants him on uh, their NFL team in the 2021 draft. This guy's playing mad. He's playing angry. The Clemson defense, uh, I mean, they look better than they've looked. They're not the, the Clemson defense of the past, but I still think they're um, they're very good. So um, he's, what is he, 35 and one as a starter? And he lost to Joe Burrow and that LSU team last year. This, but this is the mountain that you want to climb. This, if this Alabama team beats Clemson in the national championship, Kyle, even though they won't have played as many games as other teams, they could be the greatest of all time. Now, without Landon Dickerson, it's going to be tougher maybe to do what they got to do. They still have an awesome offensive line. But uh, 34-1. Right. Yeah. 34 and one that, that he's not good. Then the people were arguing with me and saying, hey, you know, give Notre Dame credit. You remember I said it right after the game that that and it wasn't the quarterback's fault, but that I felt like if Trevor Lawrence would have been in South Bend, that Notre Dame would not have won. There's just a confidence that the rest of the guys around him have when he's in the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting. And by the way, if you're um if you're here and you're wondering when the playoffs are going to be released, I'm trying to find out that information. Uh, you know, right now in terms of who's going to be where, and um, you know, and, and as soon as we find out one through four, I'll bring that uh, information to you uh, right here on Bama Insider. So don't feel like we're just you know, um, you know, keeping you. We're we're waiting for the actual playoffs to be announced, and then we'll figure out kind of uh, the bowl matchup. So you know, the the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl will be kind of the two. Uh, playoff locations and remember uh, please notate that the Rose Bowl uh, will be in Dallas so um, that's kind of when we're waiting for uh, those uh, particular updates let me ask you this Kyle I, and I'm just unsure of this what if Alabama said hey we would rather play in Dallas than New Orleans could they do that as the number one seed or are they automatically going no. to Sugar Bowl no they said um I think it'll be Sugar Bowl. I mean, you look at kind of the proximity. I mean, it, I mean, it's a it's a good place either way. You know, I, I think going to uh, uh, Dallas is um, you know that's a hop, skip, and a jump for this team. I mean, they they fly to Atlanta, Nick. Okay, Alabama. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like Alabama yeah. out of. I, I mean, but but I think proximity. You look at where your fans can go, and I think you look at the matchup as well. I mean, let, let's face it. Look, if Alabama is in in uh, if you know if their option is to play Texas A&M do you really want to go to uh you know Dallas to play the Aggies would it matter though I mean wouldn't they just take the matchup with them if they said hey we wanted to play I mean are, is the number one seed allowed to pick yeah they they are they um they they've had better success in Dallas though I mean like over the years New Orleans has been look they won a national championship down there too but they've also had some bad losses down there I mean I can still remember them losing to Utah Ohio State down there uh, every time they've gone to Dallas, they've just trucked people, you know, like for whatever reason. Yeah, I think um, I mean, me personally, just because, you know, I I look, I love New Orleans. I've said that a hundred times. Right. I don't like going to the Mercedes Stadium over there because it's the the seating for the media is literally like on top of the dome. Yeah, and, I know. and the temperature in the Superdome is like. 15 degrees. I'm serious. During a press conference for Nick Saban, when I was down there for the um, the last time Alabama beat Clemson in the Sugar Bowl, um, my teeth were chattering for the press conference. I was like, what, what the hell is going on over here? I've yeah. never been to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I would definitely like to check out uh, Jerry's World um, and see what that's all about. I heard it's the, the nicest stadium that you can go to um, in right. the country. So I, I haven't been there. So um, it looks like uh, they're going to uh, reveal the playoffs. So here we go. So we got right. there, there's a, a famous yeah. lyric in a song. Hey, Nick, uh, the playoffs are uh, are in right now. So here okay. we go. Alabama number one. 
And um, are you surprised? <laughs> no. No, I mean, look, that's that's about as exciting. I love how they're doing it this way. They're doing it first to fourth because they know the dramas with that fourth seed. Okay, so you got Alabama, and then you got Clemson at the number two spot. I'm gonna I'm I'm building out a graphic right now, everyone. So I'll uh, I'll bring that to you as soon as I can. Um, so you got Alabama and Clemson. Um, Could people be blown away if it was Coastal Carolina three. Yes. <laughs> all right let's see we got uh the number three team in the college football playoff rankings it's exciting i need a drum roll here all right let's see yeah me too i need them to post this yeah uh, come on it's going to be ohio state so alabama one clemson number two. Oh, ohio state is number three Okay. Ohio State again this year. That'll be an interesting game. Well, I mean, come on. It's the TV. It's the, it's the ratings, right? I mean, that's, right. that's what people want to see. They want to see uh, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. Right. Six games, and they get right into the three spot. Okay. Here's what we're building up for. Okay. Let's see. You got the Golden Dome against Texas A&M. Probably good if Texas A&M doesn't get in because then they don't have to take that beat down in the first round. And they can tell everybody they belonged in there. Yeah, let's see. And the number four team waiting. Sorry, guys. Get this out as soon as you can. And we'll talk about the matchups for a few minutes and then we'll kind of get out. I think uh, I personally need to, uh, you know, get away from stream. They're not going to give us number four. I know they're, they're holding off, man. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. As soon as we find out, you know, we'll... Um, Hey, let me let me finish that thought I was going to say before. You can help me out here. Uh, I said there's a talking about what bowl game Bama goes to. There's a very famous song named that lyric. It it says, "Remember the Rose Bowl will win there, or will win then." <laughs> they keep, they're, they're comparing the the dramas for Notre Dame, Texas A and M, and Cincinnati. I mean, these ratings must be through the roof right now. <laughs> I know. Let's go ahead and say it. Yeah. All right, and the number uh, four team. People are saying in the who do you, who do you guys think in the comment box? Because there's a couple of people that are ahead of us. I, I'm we're on YouTube TV, so we might be a, a few minutes late. Um, if you guys know, let us know and say uh, note that it's official, <laughs> so I can build the graphic. Then right. we can talk about the matchups. <laughs> uh, they're saying Notre Dame. Is it Notre Dame? Give me a thumbs up if it's Notre Dame because we're still waiting. Uh, it's always going to be Notre Dame. Like it's never not going to be Notre Dame. It was going to be Notre Dame from the from Jump Street, as they say. Um, but I, look, I like the. I, I really like the uniform matchup. I've got a Daniel Moore picture of Eddie Lacy trucking Manti Teow from the last time these two. <laughs> right in my, my kitchen, like right next to my um, kitchen table. Historically, this has been a great matchup. Uh, for years, you know, Notre Dame was the one team that Bear Bryant couldn't beat. And um, there's a great picture of, uh, of Cornelius Bennett freight training Steve Berline in a game. I still haven't seen the, the graphic yet. I'm sorry, fam. Look, I, I want to get this out of the way as much as you guys do. They keep on showing like this graphic and then they'll like pull away and they're comparing Cincinnati and um, Texas A&M and Notre Dame. They still haven't put the graphic up. It's really making me upset. That's how you build the drama, Kyle. Oh, here we go. Notre Dame. Thank you. All right. So it is Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, th th there were some classic battles with Bear Bryant coached Alabama teams. Couldn't quite beat the Irish. But the, the last time the Notre Dame got into that national championship game i remember brian kelly at the half they were asked him what he needed to do and uh, they said maybe alabama to not show up or something like that so we got a rematch of that game i mean like as far as tv ratings go um this is this is what the you know the espns of the world want you know you got alabama and clemson you got the two dynasties in college football right now you got ohio state who has a huge fan base and Notre Dame, who, if there was a popularity contest for college football, would probably win. So th this is coming from my team reporter, uh, Tony Sukalis. He's saying that currently 
Um, they're not going to announce where the bowl games are, uh, which team is going to play in the bowl game. So I would assume it's going to be the Sugar Bowl, uh, but that's not official. So we don't know if it, if Alabama is going to be, uh, you know, opting to play in the Sugar Bowl. I, I I would say all signs point to that, but it's not official just yet. They said they're they're going to announce at one thirty. Right. And so I'm telling you right now, I mean, like, I think there's some discussion for Alabama to go to the Rose Bowl that would take place at the Cotton Bowl. Right. Which is kind of ironic. But but Alabama's played so much better in Texas than they have in New Orleans. I don't know why I could see Nick Saban saying, look, you know what? There's a lot less distractions uh, as far as travel goes with COVID. You know, that could be a part of this, too. Um, it would obviously be closer for Clemson to go down to uh, the Sugar Bowl. And Alabama's kind of, I mean, its I don't think it's much of a difference to go to Dallas compared to going to New Orleans. I mean, slightly longer, but, you know, you, you mentioned it before. I mean, you're taking a plane. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but, you know, my heart tells me if I'm Alabama that, that, that Dallas would be just a better spot uh, because of, of history, you know, I've, I, I just know, like there's been some really, really heartbreaking moments that have taken place down in new Orleans. There's been some great ones too. I, every time Alabama plays in Dallas, somebody gets just absolutely worn out and it would be great for Notre Dame to be that next team. If you're Alabama, I guess the other thing, Kyle too, is, is about Texas A&M, you know, like, you know, what does this say about playing a full schedule? It, it, it tells you that if you don't generate good uh, SEO and, and title tagging and, you know, draw in TV ratings that, you know, a great season, who cares? Right. I mean, they, they want for the for the television matchup, whatever Alabama and Notre Dame are going to play, and whether it's a Sugar Bowl or the Rose Bowl, that'll be announced at 1.30. Um, we're not going to obviously stream until then, but um, it, it means that people, the TV drives this, right? The revenue drives this. They want to see Alabama, and they hope that Notre Dame would have been a lot better than the team that we all knew they were. I mean, look. I didn't feel that this uh, Notre Dame I, – I, I felt that Notre Dame was good, but I've been saying this a long time. I just don't think that um, they're one of the top four teams. I, I get it. They beat Clemson uh, without Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, now when I look in this matchup, what's, what's the line going to be in this game? I mean, I, I think that Alabama is what going to be, what, a 17-point favorite in this game? Well, the funny thing to me is that uh, a Trevor Lawrence-less Clemson team that had some other starters out for that game um, – a win over them is better than a win over a healthy Florida team with a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback on it. Yeah, for Texas A&M, and and I know it hurts that Florida lost to LSU. You know, as far as like kind of building up the the strength of schedule, but you look up and down the schedule that Texas A&M played compared to what Notre Dame played. Notre Dame they beat um, UNC. I thought that was a really good win. Oh, and, they, so, and they beat Clemson. And that's I'm sorry. This is uh this is just in. Sorry to uh interrupt, man. I apologize. Um, Sugar Bowl. It's gonna be a Sugar Bowl. Alabama okay. versus Notre Dame. Uh, Alabama's official account uh just said Sugar Bowl. So just as I said earlier, I mean they, they were gonna take the Sugar Bowl. So that's gonna be uh that's gonna be that match. I mean, they they've done it before. I mean, Nick Saban loves um, you know, things that are the same. He loves going to Sugar Bowl. It's it's easy for these guys to get to it, really anywhere, but they played in the Sugar Bowl many times. Unfortunately, the thing about the Sugar Bowl, there's only going to be 3,000 fans at each game. That's, yeah. I mean, what a shame. Um, but kind of, I mean, getting back to your point, I mean, I, I just, you kind of look at the Texas A&M Aggies and the season that they had. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, probably, you know, the most upset man in the world right now, thinking he had a shot kind of because they finished the season with just one loss, uh, which was to this incredible Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Uh, now, when you look at Alabama and Notre Dame, I don't really like, um, you know, the the matchup besides, you know, the, the nice jersey scheme, but I think Alabama completely takes it to Notre Dame. I, I think it's, I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Well, if you're Texas A&M, you're probably better off not playing in this game. There's no way you're going to beat Alabama and Clemson. But you know what? At the same time, by not getting in and being that team that is a little bit slighted, you can use that for recruiting. You know, hey, look, we're hungry. We're mad. We think we, we should be there and we're not. And we, we need you here to help us out. Um, and also for Jimbo Fisher, like I, I thought at the beginning of the season, that he might have been on the hot seat a little bit. You know, they're paying him a lot of money to win football games guys won football games you know they're gonna he's gonna end up with a team that finishes if they win their bowl game in the top three maybe yeah. so uh it's been a good season for texas a&m but but like i said notre dame has they're the the bill elliott of 
of uh, football, you know, like everybody's favorite, you know, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, like they're, they're going to win the, the most favorite driver, the most popular driver award every year. Um, and it's based off of like stuff that happened, you know, before I was born. I mean, I remember like one championship Notre Dame team, you know, and uh, and and that was like back in the 80s. Like they haven't been a legitimate national championship threat in a long time. They're, they're close, though. Look, they're, they're in the conversation because we had to have four teams in this. And so, you know, we, we were struggling to find the fourth team. I see. I don't think it's that we're struggling to get teams in. I think it's we're struggling to uh, to try to find four good teams, great teams that belong on this stage. And really, we, we struggled to find uh, three because Ohio State doesn't belong there. Notre Dame doesn't belong there. This should be Alabama and Clemson. But I'm glad, look, just selfishly, it's fine with me. I'll watch some extra football. The, the thing you worry about is, you know, you don't want to see anyone get hurt because that Alabama Clemson game is going to be epic. Rat poison. I mean, epic. And um, let's see, someone's saying it's Rose Bowl, but Alabama just tweeted out, oh, wow, the, the graphic was, what? Alabama, so look, Alabama tweeted out the wrong graphic, okay? So it's actually, uh, or did, I, I'm trying to figure this out because there's some weird graphics coming in because Al, like the college football playoff committee tweeted out um, the Sugar Bowl. So give me a second. Uh, let me find out where these guys are playing real fast because the uh, they're saying now it's a Rose Bowl. So I, I'm sorry. I apologize about this. Let me let me fix this real quick, Nick. Go I hope ahead. it is a Rose Bowl. I mean, I've just gave you guys a reason why. Maybe they're watching our show right now, Kyle, and they hear what I'm saying. Like, first off, Alabama has the Rose Bowl and the greatest fight song in college football history, right? Uh, but secondly, I just think that like the the entire there's too many distractions in New Orleans. You know, you go to Dallas, you're away. There's no Bourbon Street. You know, the, the, it's it's quieter. You go in, you play. It's a nicer stadium. Um, it's, you know, look, in, on a plane ride, it's about the same distance anyway. We've got a track record of success in that game where teams have played Alabama and Dallas and they get blown out every time. So, um, I'd love to see it as, as a, a Rose Bowl game. I really would. So, so now they are, um, they're saying it's from Arlington. So Al Alabama football, I I'm serious. If you guys follow them, they tweeted out a graphic and they had New Orleans and now ESPN is saying that it's the Rose Bowl. So my apologies. There was, um, you know, I got some conflicting information. So now, Mick, now we're, we're going from the big easy to Lone Star State to Arlington to Jerry's world. So that's right. matchup, but now it's a role Rose in, uh, Rose Bowl. From uh, Jerry's World in, uh, I, I guess I should put Arlington. That's where it's at. But yeah, I'd love to go to this game now. I've had my share in New Orleans. Have you ever been to Pat O'Brien's down there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. With hurricanes before. <laughs> yes, of course. You won't see me do the uh, Bama Insider Tailgate Show from Pat O'Brien's anytime soon. <laughs> no, they well, bring I you a couple of those hurricanes, and we want wouldn't finish the show. I mean, like it's just too powerful. Uh, look, I love New Orleans as much as you do. It's just, you know, when you're walking through that casino at like three in the morning and you see like, you know, the offensive line playing craps. I mean, you're like, OK, then I don't know how the football game's going to go tomorrow. Right. <laughs> so I think if I just had this feeling if Alabama and Nick Saban have their choice, why not just go to Dallas where you're not around all the stuff in New Orleans? You know, besides that, I mean, um, someone told me yesterday LSU hates you when you beat them and they hate you even worse when they win. You know, it's like, uh, okay, yeah, I get that. Let's stay far away from them. I love this. I love it. I, I love the that they're going to Dallas. But does that mean they play the early game? Like, because the times are set for that game, right? So they, they would play the afternoon game instead of the night game now? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably so. I would think that's probably the, the early game, which, I mean – I don't know. It's a, we're we're gonna watch either game, but look, uh, J JG saying that Caesars has it at Alabama seventeen and a half. That's what I just said. I said that it'd probably be seventeen. Does Caesar live at that there? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, a little, um, a little, uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this look now, I'm, I think now that they're going to Dallas, like it just kind of makes it to me a little bit more exciting, you know, like the, the Alabama and Notre Dame and the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah. but it's really not the Rose Bowl. The The actual Rose Bowl itself, um, it's kind of unfortunate that they're not going to play a game there. Although I don't think Alabama would have picked the Rose Bowl over the Sugar Bowl if it was in Pasadena. But to me, you know, and this is kind of telling you like, you know, a little bit about myself. I love like the history of college football, just like, you know, working with the Cubs. I love the history of Wrigley Field and baseball. You know, when you go to to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, you can just feel the history there. And I mean, I went in 2009 to watch Alabama and Texas, and it was really like kind of the highlight of, of my college football fandom. Uh, and I, I was there covering the game as well. I did some shows from out there, but just it just has so much pageantry, you know. The parade's awesome. You know, I'm sure they're not going to get any of that in Dallas. I mean, it's just a place to play the football game. But the funny part about it is that maybe if Brian Kelly doesn't, doesn't, you know, basically say, "Hey, look, we're we're not, we might not play," if um, if you know, the, if it's out there and the parents can't come. Yeah, I think you know when you kind of look at the game being in, in Texas, I love the fact that Texas appreciates football. For example, like the last time I was in Santa Clara for the championship game, we are, we we landed in Santa Clara and they had no idea that the playoffs, you know, championship was even taking place. They're right. like, what are you here for? And we're we're like, we're Alabama, we cover Alabama. They're like, for what? We're like, yeah, for the football game. They're like, no idea. Like it, at least in Texas, they appreciate it, right? So um, those guys will have uh, you know a good time in uh, Jerry's world. So we'll get to see. Hey, Mick, uh, as we kind of uh, close out, let's um, let's hit on um, Clemson and Ohio State real quick before we get everyone out of here. Yeah, lot to a little bit. Although last year I thought that Ohio State, um, you know, had after that hit on Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, and I, I forget the guy's name, but I thought it was a clean hit, and they called a penalty on him, and then you know Clemson kind of just came busting back. So if there's a you know a team that has a chip on their shoulder, it's got to be Ohio State. Uh, I've never said that they're not a good football team or one of the best teams in the country. I'm just saying that they haven't played enough games yet. To me, I, I think the body of work matters. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I really think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a big-time thorn in the side of any team playing Clemson. Uh, I think that, um, it, you know, that he's such a difference maker. He's not going to be the first pick in the draft for no reason. He's confident. He's won about every game he's played in. He's got that Jay Barkerness to him, you know, like when when Jay was quarterback for Alabama, um, he just knew how to win football games. And when he was in there, you know, it wasn't like it is now where Alabama won every single game, no matter who was quarterback. Um, you know, Jay's my buddy, but he's he was also just a just a hell of a game manager and a guy that when he had to throw for a lot of yards, he did. He could hand the ball off. He just knew how to read defenses. He kept everybody cool, calm, and collected. And he had a there's a charisma that Jay has that I look at Trevor Lawrence and 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 see the same thing. He's better than Peyton Manning when he was in college. He's better than my favorite quarterback Tua. Um, he's one of the. I mean, look, this guy has this guy wins his championship game. Uh, this year. And I mean, I put him on the Mount Rushmore of college quarterbacks in the history of the game. Yeah. I mean, everything that he brings to the table uh, is is stellar. I mean, he's got the size. He's even got some sneaky speed. You know, I, I think kind of when you look at Kyle Trask, I mean, he, I think he was uh, Florida's leading rusher. He can kind of, uh, you know, get those first downs or I mean, I think he reeled off. What was it like a 70 yard run in the playoffs last year or whatever. So the guy can move. Everybody wants him on your NFL team and uh, can't wait to see this matchup between Clemson and um, Ohio State. Although I think uh, Clemson probably be favored by what, maybe 10 points in this game. We'll see. I mean, o Ohio State. They're going to come in here and uh, be ready to go. Mm -hmm. Well, look, Kyle, I know we got to wrap things up, but don't forget, guys, I'm going to be back on the air tonight at 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll take your calls and, and kind of break it down. We'll do a, you know, a little college football talk. we got we got a lot to get into, including who's the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyle? Oh, man. L let me, let me share. I I'm telling you, before we started – um, I put up this graphic because I, I I woke up and I was just thinking about these guys. I mean, look at the the production last night. The big three right there. Take your pick. Take your pick. I know. I mean, 248 total yards of offense and five touchdowns from Najee Harris. I mean, give him a seat at the table. Devontae, hey, right. receptions, right? 
Yeah. We, I mean, we covered all night too. The guy's incredible. Mac Jones, uh, you know, 418 yards. Like you're like, oh yeah, you know, big deal. As Mac's he's- gonna get it, but Devontae is gonna get a lot of votes. <laughs> They're gonna come in one and two in this thing. Yep. I think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they should. They, I mean, whoever wins it, they should just call the other guy on stage and like, look, this is ours. We we did this. I mean, but I'll tell you something. The guy who had the night and maybe the game of the year was Najee Harris. Oh man, Excuse me, Najee Harris. I, he he just he, he was just like uh, incredible, yeah. incredible. I mean, like he just, and then he takes his helmet off and and he looks so smart. You know, <laughs> he looks like you know he, he's just a, he is a specimen, man. Like he's the kind of guy you want to have on your team. He's the kind of guy you want to have in the classroom with you. He's the kind of guy you want to work at your business with. He's so smart. You know, he's just a he's a winner. I mean, in so many different aspects. He rep he represents the this is the alumni in me speaking. He represents the university the way that you want your university represented. I mean, like Kyle, if if he gets done playing football and he wants to be the third man on oh, our show right, right now. You no. slide the guy in, and you know what? Like a little bit of training, boom. Let me play. Let me play this clip uh, from Najee, and then we'll uh, we'll bounce out right here on Bam Insider. And, and he knows about LA, where I'm from. Yeah, exactly. And then Nick will be back at uh, 6 p.m. taking the calls right here on Bam Insider. But here is uh, Najee to close you out. Oh man, what? I think catching the ball since birth. What you talking about, man? It's just because I'm a running back, so people don't expect it because of the running back name, the slogan. He's like, okay, well, can he catch? But, I mean, come on now. I've been catching the ball since I was in the fetus position. Come on now. <laughs> I'm a ride. He says he's like, I'm a ride out. So watch the full video of Najee. Uh, definitely go to uh, our YouTube channel and, and uh, check it out. Mick will be back later tonight. Close it out, Mick. All right, guys. Hey, it's Alabama and Texas to take on the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame. And it's the Clemson Tigers in New Orleans at the Sugar Bowl to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. The 2020 College Football Championship Playoff has been announced, and we'll be covering it right here. For Kyle Henderson, I'm Mick Gillespie. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll talk to you tonight at 6 o'clock. And don't forget the Max and Mick podcast, dropping at some point today. What will Max Howe tell us that we did not know? Like Steve Sarkeesian being interviewed by the Auburn Tigers. Max was the first on the scene with that information. Apple, Spotify, go to the Bama Insider channel. For all of us on a holiday weekend, to all of you, roll tide, everybody.